It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, KC, we talk about brain drain sometimes. Eric the Enemy goes from Kansas City to now Washington, becomes their offensive coordinator slash, slash assistant head coach. Um, I don't know. There doesn't seem to be a lot of, I don't know, uh, hot takes or anything about Eric the Enemy uh, going to Washington. It, it kind of just, there seems to just be mostly a giant shrug. Right, because it's. I think people have attributed most of the success, offensive success, uh, to the head coach and to the quarterback, and less to the OC. Yeah, it's it's tough because I think most of the conversation with Eric Bieniemy resolves like revolves around why is he not a head coach? Why? Is well, he that's not a fair conversation. Coaching, yeah, yeah, like that's a whole nother conversation to have there. Um, obviously, it's tough to parse the success. Uh, in terms of who you know, who's more responsible, Andy Reid or Patrick Holmes right. or Eric Bieniemy? Well, it's not like that stopped you know Matt Nagy from getting a head coaching job <laughs> when it was Kansas City or Correct. you know or Doug Peterson before that, right? Like these are guys that um, worked under Andy Reid, still got head coaching jobs. Um, you know, maybe Bieniemy is just like an all time awful interviewer. Um, I know he had like when he was younger, he, there was like legal issues stuff like that. Right. There's, but obviously we know there's a whole conversation around. Uh, to be ha- there's a whole legitimate conversation we had about diverse candidates and, and everything like that. Obviously, I think Kansas City was okay letting Bieniemy go because Andy Reid has gone to bat for him as a head coaching candidate. Like, why don't why don't why is this guy not like in, stood up in front of league owners and you know said that this guy should be a head coaching candidate? I think this is sort of and whether you think this is right or not, I think the the truth of the matter lies in like Bieniemy and I think the. Chiefs agreed with him on this, like thought that this was a career move he had to make was go call play, separate himself from Andy Reid to go sort of prove his resume again, whether you think that's right or not. I think that's where that's where the con like that's where he is thinking. That's where the right. Chiefs were thinking with OK, letting him walk. Um, K- let's focus on the KC side of this first. I don't know how much I don't think I don't know how much this moves the needle, um, which maybe again speaks to the value of the enemy and all that stuff. But we know that Andy Reid is great. Like whenever you have an offensive play calling head coach, you can have this sort of brain drain. You can, and you can lose, and you can you can keep the the train on the track. Think about what San Francisco has dealt yeah. with over the last right. three years. Their coaching staff gets <laughs> just raided every year. <laughs> raided every year. Same thing with like the Rams right. yep. under Sean McVay. And obviously, the Rams had a lot of issues this year, but the 49ers are always able to keep that train on the track because they have Kyle Shanahan. The system remains the same. Etc. Also, I know Matt Nagy's like you know not he he's not the sexiest guy in the world right now, um, but he he did go back there. He's probably just going to become the offensive coordinator. Um, and there's also talk like he might be the successor to Andy. Oh Rick, God, be hilarious. Oh God, wouldn't that, wouldn't, oh my God, bro, wouldn't that be hilarious if like you know. <laughs> Andy oh. Reid retires in three years and Matt Nagy oh. just becomes like inherits the, the gold mine uh, that is like Patrick Mahomes and in, in what would still be 
at this point in three years or whatever, yeah. like he's still squarely in the prime of his oh, career. For sure. Matt Nagy's of Bears fans just weeping as Matt Nagy's like holding a Super Bowl trophy in 2030 or something like that. I mean, Dude, wouldn't that just be just you can wouldn't that just be brutal? You can old takes me. Matt Nagy will never be a Super Bowl winning head coach. Never. <laughs> I don't, I know, don't care. I don't, he can have Patrick Mahomes know. in his prime. He will never be a Super Bowl winning head coach. It's not gonna happen you can all and, the bears and went to I want, the playoffs I want all in his the, first year. i want all the listeners if you want to old takes me you can it ain't gonna happen, <laughs> ain't gonna happen. <laughs> some of the on-field decision making was just like what what are we doing out here no adjustments in the second half and, and just as the season wore on every single every single matt Nagy team would devolve it's like no that's not the dude. That is not the dude, man. Uh, but you're right. Uh, anything could happen if you got well, Patrick Mahomes, for God's sakes. Right. Yeah. When your second, you sometimes then your second half adjustment could just be, hey, Patrick, why not? <laughs> Why don't you go <laughs> bail me? Go, bail me out, baby. <laughs> That's a lot easier. I still maintain that like Matt Nagy had some pretty good ideas on offense and pretty good like I, I thought his offenses were pretty well designed and it's just like when you have. Nick Foles or Andy Dalton or Mitch Trubisky running him probably not the best and also I I maintain that he was he was on tilt for the rest of his time as Bears coach and especially the year after there was that like missed kick in the playoffs in his first year like remember when yeah. it was like oh you're you clearly have a quarterback problem but you're staging this like massive kicker competition it's like yeah, I'm 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 currently bleeding out, but I'm really trying to solve this paper cut on my left pinky <laughs> right. finger or whatever. So um, that's a, a long detour to say that uh, Matt Nagy, Super Bowl winning head coach in in 2030, uh, you heard it here first. Although James completely disagrees with me, <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, but that's great. On a ser- on a serious note, yeah, I think the Chiefs will still stay right on track. It's really for probably. Sure. Um, Probably not a big deal, uh, you know, for Kansas City to to lose guys. It's going to happen. This won't right. be the last time. Um, but is it a but is it Jets. potentially a bigger deal for Washington? I think it could be, man. And it's just everything with Washington comes back to to two questions. Okay, one, who's going to own the team this time next oh, year, geez. and two, who is going to be the quarterback like this time in three months or whatever? Okay. So, and I do kind of think like for, I've kind of come. I don't know, full circle on this whole Sam Howell thing. Um, you know, my dad's favorite quarterback, uh, Sam Howell, UNC's finest. Nice. Um, like, yeah, oh my God, the amount of times I've had to talk about Sam Howell with my dad, uh, it's it's quite a thing. Um, but anyways. Can I can I ask a legitimate question? Why, like, why did it take that long to unveil Sam Howell? I'm I'm just I'm just confused as all get out. Like you watch Sam Howell play and you're like, oh, this guy can make some throws. Like, why did it take so damn yeah. long to see Sam Howell? I don't understand. It's very, it's very weird to go from we are not playing Sam Howell until like we're completely eliminated from playoff contention in 2022 to now like Ron Rivera saying to anybody that would listen on Radio Row like we're walking in to 2023 with Sam Howell as our QB one. Um, <laughs> I think what uh, dude i don't know i don't know very very, very weird so what? i think there's a couple things to play here and i do think that part of this comes back to the ownership thing i don't think that they're in a position i i think the team knows everybody on the team knows whether it's general manager everybody in the front office coaching staff i think they know the team's going to get sold and i think they, they don't want to make a big 
giant commitment to a Derek Carr type of quarterback or, a, you know, a Jimmy Garoppolo type of quarterback. Uh, they don't want to make the Aaron Rodgers trade for sure when they know the team is going to be under new ownership um, quite soon. Most likely, I think we all I think we all see the writing on the wall. This is probably the end, the merciful end for Daniel Snyder as the Washington team owner. <laughs> um, and I think that dovetails into the Sam Howell thing where I, I think we might get, and you know, I, this is all I want. I want like a legit quarterback competition. This is not that this is not as sexy as the potential Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, two guys enter one guy leaves quarterback competition, but we might well get like a, I don't know, mid-range veteran and <laughs> Sam Howell quarterback competition <laughs> in Washington. Okay. And I think that's the future of it. And I do think Eric Bieniemy, coming back to him, look, I, I don't know. Again, it's tough to parse out, like, what is Bieniemy? What is Andy right. Reid? But it certainly is not 100 to 0 or 90 to 10. Like, there are, there are definite parts of that. Like, there are times where Bieniemy was calling plays for the Chiefs. There are times where he was obviously setting up game plans for the Chiefs. Like, it's not as if he's just doing he's, – he's not in there like mopping the freaking floors, which is I think what some people like to make it out to be. He's clearly a part of the team's offensive success. They could still be great without him, and he could still go be great in Washington. Um, again, not the best situation to walk into. It's the freaking commanders. Yeah. They hardly ever get anything right. right. But um, <laughs> I do think with that talent on the team, yeah. good running backs. We love the receivers here at Reception Perception that they got there at Washington. I think if they – if he can get Sam Howell to be like an average starting quarterback or they get a Garoppolo type, a Teddy Bridgewater type, I mean, God forbid a Jameis Winston type uh, in there, like they could, they could have some fun on offense. Um, how surprised were you when they let go of Scott Turner? Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you know, I'm a Turner bro. There yeah, are you are. Yes. Um, that's what I'm, that's why I throw it out to you, pal. <laughs> you know, the, fun, the here, well, this is the I'm, funny thing, Matt, literally, I could not think of anyone in, in the football media landscape that would even like care at all. You're the only person. Oh, there are dozens of, what are you talking? There, James, there are dozens of us, I know, bro. There are I know there dozens. are dozens of you, but I'm just saying none of them like that are prominently working in the football media landscape. I couldn't think of anyone. You're the only oh, person there, that I think would care. There, there, there are def, there are definitely others that care. <laughs> okay. Um, I will say I'm not the only one because there are dozens of us. <laughs> but uh, Scott Turner, I think this was a. Which, you know, this meant something to Rivera because he was part of the friends and family program. For sure. You know, he was part of the, he was, he was Norv Turner's son, brought yep. him from Carolina, yep. you know, the whole thing. Um, I, I think that this was a, hey, we have to do something. So we're going to go ahead and fire Scott. And that's part of it. Uh, the, the sort of like, hey, we got to, my job's on the line. So let me just go ahead and fire this guy, <laughs> uh, Scott Turner. And there are legit, it's not like the offense was good. No. I think that Scott Turner, and now if I'm being serious about it, I think that Scott Turner has 
really good ideas. I think he's got um, great. The, the offense was very well designed. The passing game in particular was really well designed. Um, however, some of the actual play calling and like the with in-game sequences of the play calls were not always very good. I think, um, you know, particularly some of the choices made uh, in terms of like when to run and pass, when to get it, when to get too cute, even if it, it even if the play designs are nice, you don't always just have to go to the Curtis Samuel rushing plays. Um, you could you could just run the ball with Brian Robinson, right? Especially when you're going against the Giants yeah. and, and you can run on the Giants. But um, yeah, so I wasn't that surprised to see it happen, although I was disappointed. I do think, hey man, him going to the Raiders as a passing game, like he's the passing game coordinator. Yeah. That's all. That's great for Scott. That's his job. Go. That, go design some fun stuff. Get uh, Josh McDaniels can be a little bit... Um, archaic and prehistoric with some of his passing game concepts um get 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 scott turner in there to freshen things up uh somebody who's not just a new england bro uh is scott turner he'll be great he'll be great with the with the raiders job i'm, I'm rooting for you i'm rooting for you young <laughs> uh, i am curious to see uh what kind of impact that would have and i'm actually very curious to see what kind of impact uh the andy reed coaching tree and eric Bieniemy will have in Washington. Again, as you mentioned, some pretty good wide receivers there. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, I, I think he's got some toys there uh, to, to unleash and potentially unlock with a guy like Sam Howell. Oh, yeah, man. I mean, if Sam Howell can play, this they do need to get their offensive line better. I, I will acknowledge that. Um, their offensive line was bad last year. It was banged up. That's an area where they have to improve. I, maybe that's part of the reason why they don't want to go balls to the walls with quarterback, right? Is that they want to sit there and say, "All right, let's uh, let's get um, let's let's get our offensive line improved. Let's use draft resources, some of the money that we have available. You know, they're they're above the league average in terms in terms of cap space right now, but they're 14th. They're not much above the league <laughs> average in terms of the available cap space that they have. Um, but so maybe that's again why they don't want to take that big ish swing at quarterback." with the ownership decision coming up. They totally should though. Come on, man, go for it. You know, you got the, you got, you got the wide receivers. You got running backs, man. Like this is like, this is, this is fertile ground for a veteran quarterback to come in and just elevate the entire franchise. Yeah. But and it's tough because they are in the NFC and, and the NFC is ripe for the taking. Um, You know, we, Oh my we God. don't. We, I know that. I know the Jets are are the f- most popular destination for Rodgers and Carr and all that stuff. But we don't need any more quarter, qu- good quarterbacks in the AFC. We're good. We're good in the AFC. The NFC needs help right yes. now. Like all of these guys should be trying to trying to get their way into the NFC South. I need. I would love but to again, see. I would love to see Rodgers in a Washington uniform. Like I honestly think it, yeah. that would be awesome. Just like give me, you know, give, give me Terry McLaurin and Aaron Rodgers. Give me that connection 170 times in an NFL season. Give me that. I would love that. If Dan Snyder wasn't trying to in- avoid like, you know, jail time uh, or, you know, wasn't like <laughs> persona non grata number one Jail in the time. nfl right now Golly. i think you <laughs> i'm kidding but I, I if he if he wasn't on the brink of like selling the team yeah i think i think that that i think he, there'd Aaron be more Rogers steam be behind that bear, there'd be more steam behind that yeah. but as it stands right now i think that's probably the biggest hang up like it's not going to change the valuation of the washington commanders and whatever like you're still going to sell them for a, like $7 billion. Like they're going to, bl- the, <laughs> right. the Penner totally. bros bought the, 
bought the bought the the Walmart Bros bought the Denver Broncos yeah. for like four point five billion. Washington's gonna blow that out of the water. You know, they're gonna blow that out of the water when they sell that thing. Dan Snyder is gonna get on his yacht and be in the middle of you know some the black one of those seas over there in Europe. One, I don't know one of those seas, <laughs> right? One of those seas over there on the other side of the world. It'll be fine. Yeah, um, <laughs> sitting on his billions, but uh, it would it just typically when teams are about to to sell. I don't know. I mean, I guess the guess Russell Wilson got traded to the Broncos when we knew that team was going to sell last year. Right. So maybe I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth here, but um, I, it does from a from a pure like ownership standpoint. Like to throw that out for a second, Washington is definitely at a position where we have just gotten we've haven't gotten above average quarterback play in like five years, maybe longer than that. When's the last time they had above average quarterback play? Like Kirk Cousins. That's and, it. You know, it was for, like that's it forever. Yeah, ago. that's it. So that's it. Yeah, like the last five years, we haven't even gotten close to average quarterback play. Um, you know, we are Ron Rivera is probably on the hot seat. Yep. Like trading a couple of first round picks would make sense. Not that it makes sense to trade a couple of first round picks for Rodgers, but um, th- th- it does make sense from a we are the ready. The offense is ready to drop a quarterback in here and go. Um, but yeah, just I don't know. I kind of the, the other part of me does buy like the idea that they have a mid-range veteran and Sam Howell and duke it out here uh, with Eric Bieniemy potentially designing a fun scheme. I don't know. It's not that sexy, but it might be the reality. Well, you know, the other thing uh, about Washington that I really like for Aaron Rodgers uh, specifically is that the defense is not bad. The defense is, is yeah. close to being really good. Um, you know, they need a little secondary help. Uh, but I think the boys up front, they're pretty good. Uh, the offensive line, as you mentioned, I don't think it's that bad. I think they had a couple of injuries and, you know, uh, I, I think they can recover quickly. And the one thing we know about good quarterbacks is that, man, they, great quarterbacks can elevate an offensive line as well by calling out protection and doing those kind of things, right? So, um, man, I think Washington is so dude. They're so close from a talent perspective. They're not that far away. They just had maybe some of the worst quarterbacking in the NFL. Um, and if you were to throw in a top five, top seven quarterback in the NFL into that system, man, that's, that's looking pretty spicy. And I think that would put some, first of all, you get Aaron Rodgers in there. You're putting a lot of butts in the seats, man. So, uh, to that, to that financial, you can even get into FedEx field or whatever. I mean, my God, <laughs> I've been to, I've been to a lot of games at FedEx field. That's what a, in in Landover, freaking Maryland, yeah. for the team in Washington. There you go. What a disa- what a disaster trying to get in and out of that uh, hellhole of a stadium. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, hey, listen. Um, I think we've uh, I think we've exhausted this conversation. And uh, and I tell you what, for an off season podcast, this was a lot of fun. Uh, we are back with you again next week. Uh, but if you guys want some questions answered, if you got some you know pressing questions that you would like uh, the boys here to answer, uh, by all means, absolutely shoot us a tweet or jump into the Discord as well. Go to the website receptionperception.com. And if you could like and subscribe to the podcast and to Matt's YouTube page as well. Matt Harmon, I'm James Coe. We'll see you.